Goosebumps number 31, Night of the Living Dummy 2 by R.L. Stein. He's still walking, he's still stalking. You can't teach an old dummy new tricks. Amy's ventriloquist dummy Dennis keeps losing his head. For real. So Amy begs her family for a new dummy. That's when her dad finds Slappy in a local pawn shop. Slappy's kind of ugly. But Amy's having fun practicing her new routine. Then horrible things start happening. Horrible, nasty things. Just like what happened the first time. Because there's something odd about Slappy. Something not quite right. Something evil. Listener beware, you're in for a scare. They're gonna love Dark Falls. We're still stalking. We're still talking. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Montgomery. And I'm Becky Martin Granger. <laughs> I haven't watched that yet. I haven't watched that <laughs> this year. Watched it. Oh, I watched it yesterday. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery, and you are listening to Welcome to Deadcast, the Goosebumps Podcast. Goosebumps Podcast. It's been a while, you guys, and I'm so glad we're back. It's been back. a while, and I shouldn't have kept you waiting. So let's just jump on in. Night of the Living Dummy, as you guys know, is my favorite book of the theory. Mm-hmm. So I was just so excited to read um, Night of the Living Dummy 2. I it's... feel like this is one of the quintessential Goosebumps books, and as far as Night of the Living Dummy books goes, this is the one. This you know is the I mean? best. And this is the one that they made, um, well, they made a couple TV episodes about Night of the Living Dummy, the Night of the Living Dummy, you know, series, but uh, they did not make a TV episode of Night of the Living Dummy, but they did make one of Night of the Living Dummy 2, which I think is an interesting smart choice. Yeah, they just skipped the first one. If you guys remember, Night of the Living Dummy was book number seven, um, and it featured Chris and Lindy, who were a pair of TVs, Mrs. Armacost. Um, they were twins. Um, I think that's part of the reason why maybe they didn't do a television episode is because they were twins. You know, and and if you guys remember as well, Slappy, who's like the the number one Goosebumps villain, I feel like, isn't really featured in Night of Living Dummy as much as you might think. The villain is Mr. Wood. Mr. Wood. And Slappy isn't, you know, is sort of the the very, very, very end of the book. Spoiler so, alert. So is, this book is the one that where Slappy really gets to feel his oats, and this is Slappy. This starts to like set the precedent. That's why I think they didn't make a TV episode of the first one, because... It was mostly Mr. Wood? It was mostly Mr. Wood, and, you know, Slappy was already such an icon yeah. that kids were clamoring for that episode, and it's just got to be slappy, slappy, yeah. slappy. In the original Goosebumps 62 books, there are three Nile Living Dummy books. Nile Living Dummy 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Um, 3 is coming pretty soon, actually. It's book number 40. Yes. So, you know, we had to wait for a while for number 2, but once 2 came out, people must have gone crazy for it. And so you get... You and then, of course, we get Bride of the Living Dummy. And then there's... and then Pretty have, shortly after. Then we have more and more. There's Son of Slappy, uh, Slappy's Nightmare, Slappy New Year, all kinds of great Slappy books. I just books. love Slappy so much. I do, too. And I really love this book. And this episode of TV. It's it's some good stuff. It's some real good stuff. I hope we get some good stuff. So let's just dive right in. So the protagonist of this book is Amy Kramer. Kramer versus Kramer. And in the Kramer family, every Thursday night is family sharing night. One thing I love so much about this book and rereading this book, by the way, when I reread this book th- this time, part of the time I read it in the bath. Oh, and the other, how elegant. The other, the power went out in my apartment recently, and it was right during the super moon. Oh. Um, and my phone died, and my laptop died, and I literally sat in my second story windowsill, opened the windows, and under the full moonlight, the moonlight, the full, the super moonlight was bright enough for me to read the second half of this book all the way through. Well, I don't think I need anything else. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. It was pretty sweet. 
Um, hold the phone. Let's talk about the cover. Oh, that's right. So we have the original book cover. Um, there, the, the, the covers were reissued a few years ago. Um, and so we're, this time we're talking about the original book cover. The colors here are kind of a garish, um, pink and a lime green. I would say, yeah, like, a, like a lime jello la green, some loud colors, and it's slappy, sort of awkwardly broken doll sitting on a pink bed with two little stuffed animals giving him giving him some looks. Yeah, this is this, there's a strong Luke to this cover, and so. he's painted for the gods. He is painted for the gods, and um, again, we'll, we'll get to the description of what slappy looks like again once we get there. Now, I want to show you Matthew right now something, and it's the French cover. Oh, for this. show me state. And I'll put this on my Instagram so you guys can see it. it um, What's your Instagram? My Instagram is dannymack769, D-A-N-N-Y-M-A-C-K-769. I'll be sure to like and comment on it with my Instagram, Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. I want your honest reaction of what you think of this the French cover of this book. Ooh, paint me like one of your French girls. Oh my gosh, it's so scary. Tell me what you're seeing. Oh God, it's too scary. It's very scary. Le huh? Pantin Maléfique. Wow, it is a very fucking terrifying old dummy with ghoulishly white face and curly black slicked oil hair, but its shadow, the hair has horns, and he's holding up a blood red paintbrush, and the blood, the paint is dripping like blood, and he's giving me some dead Luke's. It's an especially scary book cover. I yeah. Believe. Wow. Yeah, it really got me. It's really got me good. I know we'll we'll get HDR heavy deep and real with the um with the television episode, but one of the things that stands most out, out, stands, uh, stands out most, out most about the TV episode to me is that Slappy looks so different from how he's described in the book. I and, know. And I think the book description is so much scarier than what we get in me the TV too. episode. Anyway. So let's just jump in. So it's Thursday, every Thursday night is family sharing night in the Kramer family. And Amy is our Must protagonist. see Thursday. And Amy is a middle, middle kid, a middle child. She has an older sister named Sarah, who is just the, a painter of all painters. She's, she's a genius. She's an artiste. And then there's Jed, her younger brother, who's 10 years old. And he's a total Goo. One thing I was, I realized I was going to say this earlier, now I'm really going to say it. One thing I liked about reading this book, Under the Supermoon, and getting to know it is this, getting to know it. In this book, the family members are so well rounded, I feel mm, like. Agreed. And there's a lot of stuff about the mom and the dad, and um, they're not just. Um, uh, one note characters they're they're kind of weirdly fleshed out realized. and they, they like things they dislike things and there's also some some things that we tackle in this book that we never tackle for the rest of the series we kind of tackle mental illness a little mm. bit and there is like uh, also some real heart and touching family moments in this book and as a whole goosebumps never goes there goosebumps is never an emotional sensitive moral kind of book series it's really really not it's usually like bad things happen to good and bad kids and there's annoying characters and then it kind of ends yeah there's not a whole lot of morality going on no and it's time to learn the day's lesson and to find out what it is we turn to the wheel of morality wheel of morality turn 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 Tell us the lesson that we should learn. One thing that was so strange to me about the movie was the movie was so sentimental and dealt with like, you know, a dead dad and like things like that. Although in the in the movie, it was the Goosebumps world existed in the movie. So it was kind of a meta thing. So I yes. can understand how outside of that there was some like sent. But like it was this book has stuff that's really like um, emotional and sentimental and model-esque and cha-cha diva. Yes, I can't wait to see the 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 grade that you gave this book way back when. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some descriptions. Um, Sarah, Sarah and Amy, the sisters, um, have sisters, have straight sisters. black hair, green eyes, and tan skin. And Jed, it look, doesn't look anything like his sisters, and he has red hair. Curly red hair with freckles. That's the red ding, ding, ding. Noise. Take a drink. Uh, ding, ding, so on family sharing night, Amy never knows what to share because she feels like she's not talented. And she sometimes she makes up stories. Sometimes she shows her seashell collection by the seashore. And she said, I can't even talk, show my family my, my choice in music because nobody likes Bob Marley and reggae music like <laughs> I do. Reggaeton. What? I don't know. So this particular night, Jed is sharing first, 
and he's wearing loose baggy jeans that are two sizes too big. I love that. Get it, and Jed. He whistles through his fingers. That's his sort of talent. Whistle while he twerks. And then it's Amy's turn, and Amy this time around decides to bring out Dennis. Dennis. Dennis Menace. And Dennis is her ventriloquist dummy, and Amy's not very good. And no. Um, Jed. She's kind of talentless. And Jed's like, you're a lousy ventriloquist dummy. And this is what, you're, you're a lousy ventriloquist with your lousy ventriloquist dummy. And this is what Dennis looks like, you guys. Um, he's a super old dummy. Uh, the paint on his face is faded. One of his eyes is almost completely white. And he's just Stop it, you're scouring me. And he has a turtleneck sweater that's torn and tattered. And let's quickly do their their routine. You want to be Dennis? Yeah, I'll be Dennis. How are you tonight, Dennis? Not too well. Really, Dennis? What's wrong? I think I caught a bug. You mean you have the flu? No. Termites. <laughs> well, have you been to a doctor? No. A carpenter. <laughs> no one liked that joke, Dennis. Who's joking? Uh-huh. <laughs> she tries to make Dennis laugh and Dennis's head falls off. Same. And scares George the cat. And Jed and Sarah laugh and laugh and Amy's like, Dad, you promised you'd get me a new dummy. And Jed goes, ha ha, Amy reeks, Amy reeks. So this is the book where I learned what the word reek meant. Me too. I remember reading this as a babe and asking my mommy what the word reek Meant. It's this this piece of slang that Jed just loves, and he says it constantly. I think that's so real, and I love it. It is. It's good. The next uh, the next person's turn is um, Sarah's. It's Sarah's turn next. She is a she did a painting of a cabin on a cliff that they like. I don't know that they went to go visit sometime or something. It's a gorgeous. And at this point, Arlson um, gives some description of the house where they. Um, where they are living because they have to go to actually go to Sarah's room to see the painting. And he describes this house as a long one story ranch style house. Arl Stein loves his ranch. He only knows ranch style houses. And they go down to Sarah's room and, and by the way, the house in this television episode, when I see that house, every goosebumps book I read or read i envisioned it as that house it's the first time i saw a house where i was like oh that's a ranch style house. yes that is a zesty ranch style house mm, cooler ranch so they they get to sarah's room and amy screams because somebody has defiled her painting no sarah screams no amy screams someone defiles amy's painting no, someone defiles sarah's painting and once they get there amy amy screams okay Amy screams and Amy reeks. And somebody has drawn a black and yellow smiley face on top of the black painting and, yellow, and ruined and it. And Jed goes, it was too dark. I wanted to brighten it up. And everybody's like, Jed, you ruined my painting. He says, your painting reeks. I kind of can't believe Jed did that. I kind of can't believe he did either. And the dad says, you don't have to be so jealous of your sister's work. We're all talented in this family. Oh, sure, Jed mutters. What's your talent, dad? And he says, we're not discussing me, but I'll tell you, my talent is my Chinese cooking. <laughs> this is what I mean by, well, by well-rounded. Later in the book, too, like, the dad's, like, kind of into playing his guitar and singing songs in his guitar. Ridiculous. And, like, the mom's thing, and you'll find out later, like, the mom works at, like, a um, dress stop shop. Yeah, like a department store, and she, like... Is, is, a, is a bigger woman and has recently, like, lost some weight and stuff like that, but she's still kind of chubby and insecure about it. It's kind of funny. So, Jed is punished, of course. No Punish. Mo- punish. No movies on Saturday, no video games for a week, and um, Sarah's still very, really upset. No. Um, we kind of get games. Amy's perspective on her family and, and her sisters, and I love that Arlstein writes this. He's um, This is from Amy's point of view. She's talking about Sarah, and she says, sometimes she's so stuck up, because she always talks about her works of art. She was stuck up and is so in love with herself, it makes me sick. 
and just and a Jed. Sometimes I spell the word Jed B R A T brat. <laughs> <laughs> so Amy's falling asleep on that warm spring night. Curtains flowing and wakes up to an ugly grinning face in her bedroom window. No, it's a face. It just looks like her du- her dummy Dennis. And it's Dennis's head. Oh, that explains it. And Amy hears giggling for the hall- hallway, and it was Jed. Jed, you little trickster, you little prankster. And Jed had taken Dennis's head off and stuck it in the windowsill. She goes, it was payback for you not sticking up for me when I was getting in trouble. And she's like, what are you talking about? Go to bed, about? you reek. And, and they're a little foreshadowing here. Amy says, two days later, I'd have a new dummy. And that's when the real trouble began. So the next afternoon, her best friend Margot comes over. And this is Margot's description of Margot. M names. Margot is real tiny, sort of like a mini person. She has a tiny face and is very pretty with bright blue eyes and delicate features. Her blonde hair is very light and very fine. She let it grow this weird. It's just about down to her tiny little waist. And she's very tiny, has a soft, whispery voice, wearing a bright blue tank top and white tennis shorts, and she loves the Beatles. And, yeah, she only listens to the Beatles, and all the boys at school love her soft, whispery voice. And they love her tiny little body. There's also something we didn't mention at the very beginning that's such a minute detail that makes me laugh really hard, is that for family sharing night, Jed, do we talk, do we already say this? Jed shares a note that he stole from Amy's room that was a, no. a note from a boy in class, a very private note, but we never find out what the note said. I want to know, share with the class. When I get to have dinner with Arl Stein one day and I get to ask him questions, the first thing I'm going to ask him is in Goosebumps number 31, remember when Amy and family sharing night, <laughs> Jed took a note from her, they short in class, a very private note to a special boy class. What did the note say? And R.L. Stein will say, check, please. <laughs> <laughs> so Margo is, says, hey, Amy, my dad might have a job for you at the party house. Because Margo's <laughs> dad, like, runs a place called the party house. And it's like a it's old like a, house where it's they like throw an old house parties. different rooms at different parties. And it's great for two-year-olds and three-year-olds. My worst nightmare. And, Fuck you. And she's... And, and she's like, you could bring Dennis and do a show. And she's like, too bad Dennis's head keeps falling off. And they listen to the Beatles, and they love the Beatles. Oh, love me do. And Margot leaves, and Amy's dad comes home moments later, and he has, he's like, well, I have something for you. It has a big carton. And Amy's like, what is this? She tears open the carton, and this is what's inside the carton. It's a dummy, and I want to just read the description of Slappy. Yeah, read The it. official description of Slappy. He has wavy, wavy brown, brown hair painted, painted on his wooden head. head. He's got bright blue, blue eyes, eyes, bright red lips curved up into an, an eerie smile. He's got a, lower, l- 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 a chip on his lower lip on one side. He He's wearing a gray, gray double-breasted, double-breasted suit over a white collar. collar. And the collar is stapled to his neck. And he's not wearing no shirt, just a wooden chest painted all white. And he's got big black leather shoes. Sex. And um, Amy's dad is like, I found him in a pawn shop. His name's Slappy. He's so cheap. The, pa- the owner practically gave him away. And look, not only does he talk, but his eyes move. They don't blink, but they move side to side. Just reach up inside his head and push the lever the way you want his eyes to move. I was thinking about it and how terrifying that is. It's a dummy that doesn't blink because Slappy in this television episode blinks. And so does the one in the movie. Yes, no blinking for this one. Yes, and what a great actor. So Amy's like, I want to try. So um, she shoves her hand up inside of Slappy, and she shoves it up inside his head, and she feels she something finds, warm oh and no, squishy. It's his warm, wet brain. I think this is one of the first things I think of when I think of this book. Same. And and she screams, it's his brain. And so dad reaches up there and he's, it's not his brain. It's just a moldy sandwich that somebody left up there. I've always imagined the sandwich is peanut butter and jelly. It's got to be peanut butter and jelly. Just so I can smell that wet peanut butter and jelly, just like our old apartment used to smell like. Remember we walk in the hall and it smelled like wet, warm peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, it really made me sad. <laughs> So Amy's like, what other old stupid things are on this dummy? Let me inspect him to make sure there's no other surprises. And she finds a yellow piece of papier in his coat pocket, and she reads it out loud. And it says, And as she reads that, his lip twitches and one eye winks. Mm, That's not all that was twitching when I was reading this. (laughs) (laughs) Amy goes, he just winked. And she goes, but he can't even blink. 
and he goes to inspect his head to make sure his eyeballs are secure. And he goes, maybe one of the eyeballs is loose. And, and then just slap. went right. I, I love, love this. Right when she goes to reach up in there, Slappy slaps the side of the, wait, slaps the side of, of the dad's head hard, hard with his wooden hand. I want you to think about that, a hard, tiny wooden head hand slapping your head hard. Again, what's so terrifying, I said this when we did the episode two years ago for An Eye Living Dummy, but what, what's really frightening to me is that this book describes Slappy as so strong. But if you think about it, it's wooden feet, wooden hands, but then there's just suit jacket material in between. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll and get so into more description, fun description of that later. The evil of that, it makes it even more scatty and painful and violent and harsh. And the dad and says, right. Amy, that wasn't funny. She says, but I didn't do it. Bitch. So Amy calls Margot later and says, actually, I can do the show. Um, because I get a new Demi. It's just, I have to go get books in the library, joke books, to practice my act. That's such an Arl Stein thing to have joke books, laughs on the line. I want to read some dumb jokes here. Good. Knock, knock. Who's there? Jane. Jane who? Jane's your clothes. You stink. Ah. <laughs> knock, knock. A who did it Wayne. Wayne who? Wayne, Wayne, go away. Come again another day. Man, at the party house are going to absolutely gag for these jokes. They're going to love it. So Amy's like dying to try out these jokes on family sharing night and at dinner before it's time to share, um, Jed is being super gross, shoving carrots up his nose and like everyone's shoving like spaghetti like all over his mouth. And he's like, I know everybody's like giving Amy a hard time. They do give Amy a hard time. And um, Jed's making a mess and the mom's like, go wash your hands. It's never really expressly said in the book that I remember, but the implication is that this is like middle child syndrome. Yes. It's it's said in the TV episode. The TV episode, they really directly address it, but I don't ever remember them making a big deal in the book. Them, all the people who wrote it. Um, I don't remember also making don't. a big deal about being a middle child, but that's like one thing that's inferred here is you got like perfect older sister and like annoying little brother who can get away with everything. And in the middle, there's stupid old smelly Amy. And <laughs> she reeks. And then it di- um, so he's making a mess at dinner and mom, the mom's like, go wash your hands. And then all of a sudden Amy notices a dummy crawling across the kitchen floor towards her. No, please. And she starts screaming and screaming and it's Dennis, it's Dennis. And then she, she starts screaming re- bloody Morgred. And then she realizes it's just Jed who's taken Dennis's head off and stuck it in the top of the collar of his shirt. And the family dies laughing. And they're like, oh, Amy. Oh, Carly Beth. Oh, Amy, you're, I, I'm laughing. So, you were so scared you nearly dropped your teeth. Wow. And so cut to family sharing night. Mom tells a story about like a really fat woman in her dress store. And Amy's really impressed that her mom is telling her story about this fat woman in the store because Amy's mother used to be insecure about her weight. And dad plays a song on the guitar. And so that's Amy's... The song's called Maggie's Farm. Do you remember this? Do I? Oh, yes. It's a song about Maggie not working on her farm anymore. <laughs> yeah, I thought that detail was so funny. Amazing. That's the little gems that this book is filled with that really gets my ghost, Bob. So... Amy's ready to show off Slappy, and I want to read some some of the things that that Slappy says. Um, So things start off normally, and she says, this is Slappy, everyone. Slappy, say hi to my family. So what's about to happen here is the standard classic trope of Slappy throughout the rest of every Slappy book. That I'll never get tired of, and I can't get it. And they just, they they read, they do it over and over and over again, and what gets so exciting to me is what, what horrible mean things is Slappy going to say where it's like there's a kid doing a ventriloquist routine in front of other people and for some reason the kid cannot stop Slappy from saying horrible things so here we go so do you want to take turns reading one and then you'll I'll be I'll be Amy and you just be Slappy okay this is Slappy everyone Slappy say hi to my family hi to my family um and then the, they're like, oh, he's so, the family's like, oh, he's so much better. And she says, Slappy and I are going to tell some knock-knock jokes. Knock-knock. Knock it off. And then Slappy faces the mom and says, hey, don't break the sofa, fatso. Why don't you ship the french fries, skip the french fries, and have a salad once in a while? Amy, that's not funny. What's your problem, baldy? Said to the dad. Is that your head, or are you hatching an ostrich egg on your neck? And he says, that's enough, Amy. Stop it right now. Why don't you put an extra hole in your head and use it for a bowling ball? And then he, later he says, did I mention you're all ugly? This made me laugh so hard. Saying these horrible, nasty things. 
Um, and Amy, Amy says, this is not me. I'm not saying it. I love it. Everybody's pissed. Jed's dying laughing. And, and Amy gets sent to her room. She says, but I swear it wasn't me. When this stuff happens, I'm like, why can't Amy or whatever said protagonist holding Slappy, why can't they speak at the same time that Slappy's saying these horrible, insulting things? So then we prove to everyone in the moment that it's not the kids saying it. It's actually Slappy. But that doesn't happen and will never happen. And I have made my peace with that. So the next day, Ray gets her report cards. Everybody does well, except for Amy. She gets C's on everything. Amy. Um, and same with her best friend, Margo. Both of them are in trouble for their grades with their report cards. And Amy has to work on her science project on Saturday. And while she's in her room, she turns Slappy's head, head away from her because she's starting to get a little creeped out by him. And she goes to Sarah's room to get some markers to make up like a cover for her science report or whatever. That's going to really send it over the top and get her an A plus is a colored picture on her cover page for her science report. Yes. And Jed is bugging her the whole day and saying, you reek, you double reek. So later Sarah gets home from shopping and screams in her from room. From Banana Republic. And screams in her room. <laughs> everybody, run, everybody runs, everybody runs into her room and in her room, all of her cans of paint have been turned over on her white carpet. Wow. Red, blue, and yellow all over her white carpet. And Jed goes, I saw Amy go into Sarah's room. Amy did it. And and, and and Sarah's like, you were jealous of my perfect report card. And Amy's like, I'm not a sicko. I would never do that. And Sarah sobs into her pillows. Amy, Amy. Oh, no, you're right. Amy runs to her room and sobs into her pillows and sees that Slappy is staring at her. There's paint on his shoes. Of course he do. Uh, uh, uh. So uh, Amy, of course, blames on Slappy. And when the d dad comes home later and is really angry, it says no more wild stories. Story time is over. And she's grounded for two weeks. Except she's still allowed to perform with Slappy at the party house because she already made that commitment. She's going to make $20 too when she performs. So Amy shows up to the party house. Her mom drops her off. And Margo introduces her to the birthday girl, Alicia, and her mom. And Alicia's like, oh. Uh, Alicia's mom is like, here's Slappy, sweetie. I think this is terrifying. And Alicia shakes Slappy's hand. And Slappy's hard wooden hand squeezes Alicia's hand and won't let go. And Alicia's three years old, is that right? Yeah, and starts screaming and, and screaming. And she can't stop screaming. screaming. And the mom's like, what are you doing to her? And Amy's like, let go. I Tell her, let go. Tell her to let go. And she's like, she's squeezing her hand. He's squeezing her hand. And um, she tries to like pull her hand. Alicia tries to pull her hand, but the grip just keeps getting tighter and tighter. And a crowd gathers around. While Alicia sobs sobbing and, and screams. And Slappy tilts his head back and lets out a long evil laugh <laughs> and margo's dad comes in and um alicia's mom i'm gonna threatens to sue amy and amy and slappy ends up letting go and amy leaves takes the bus home and sobs all the way home but the thing is i you know she kind of gets away with it in a little bit sometimes these things are real disasters in these books and this one wasn't too much of a disaster. Like when I was reading, rereading this, I was like, oh, is Slappy going to vomit green spew all over these little kids? But Margot's dad kind of like plays it off as like, okay, the kids are too young. They think Slappy's scary. You can go now. But it is like a, a si sincerely frightening yeah. scene. Yeah. So Amy is sobbing at home and mom's like, why, why did you, why, what are you doing here? How'd you get home? What happened? And Amy tells her everything and the mom, Mom says, like, you don't really believe that, do you? Maybe you should put Slappy away for a while. And and it c convinces Amy that ba Alicia's hand was probably just caught on Slappy's hand. Yeah, that was probably it. And Sarah's like, this is super weird. And Amy puts Slappy in the closet and wakes up the next morning to Sarah screaming and said, come see what Amy did this time. Now, this is one of my favorite things in any Goosebumps book ever. Amy runs to Sarah's room and somebody has written in thick red paint all over the walls. Amy, 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 Amy. Now I'm just gonna pause and tell yeah, everybody you, you tell what I story. did. So when Matthew and I ha had an apartment together for a while, I've never heard this from your point of view. And right when we moved in together um, to our new Hollywood apartment, we were so excited. Pretty shortly after we moved in, I just had a dangerous little twinkle in my eye <laughs> and a tingle in my body, and I just thought I would pull a nasty trick on Matthew that I, I, I just thought 
I'm, I'm, we're adults now, sort of. Yeah, we're like living alone. We're alone in our parents' auntie. So uh, let's get, Matthew has these white walls. Let's get crazy. So Matthew went out one, one day with his friend, with our friend Michael, and I got some red paint and a paintbrush, and I wrote Amy, 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 all uh, over every inch of Matthew's white walls with thick red paint. And he came home and he died laughing. I did. In fact, I'm, I'm seeing if my if this if this picture still exists on my phone. It's the oldest picture on the phone. Yes, my, the first picture I have on my phone. Do you see this? Yes. I took pictures of the walls that say Amy, 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 which maybe it's just so hilarious. And it saved on Matthew's walls for as long as we lived there. My favorite memory with that is when I came home, I laughed and laughed and laughed. And I was like, well, I know my best friend on the planet did this because only he would know that. But I remember when I woke up in the morning, I'm I'm blind as a bat from the bat barn when I wake up because I don't have my contacts in. And I woke up. And when I was woke, I forgot about Amy, Amy, Amy painted all over my wall. So I sat up in bed and I just started laughing and laughing and laughing because through my blurry vision, I could see blood red Amy all over my white naked walls. I love it. Yeah. I kind of want to do it again. Same. So Amy's like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. I slappy did it. They're like, yeah, right. Your name's all over these walls. And she's like, I can prove it. So she takes them to their closet and Slappy is sitting there with a paintbrush in his hand. They're like, so you put a paintbrush in his hand. You did it. Yeah. You, you idiot. And Amy's like, reek. I can't believe they don't believe me. And they go to breakfast and they talk about, the whole family's like, oh, how are we going to clean this up? It's going to cost so much to, you know, cover the walls in, in, in white paint again. And... Um, I love this. Amy opens the closet when and picks Slappy and screams at him and shakes him and shakes him and says, admit it. Admit it! And, and Slappy doesn't just dead, just sort of stares back at her, but then his mouth slowly opens and he lets out, lets out a soft evil. <laughs> so Amy, you know, who's, by the way, has been grounded for two weeks before this, yeah. is now not even, is not allowed out of her room all day. And she decides, I'm going to stay up all night, and I'm going to catch. Stay up all night and have a slumber party. Slumber party. And catch Slappy and prove that he's alive. So she's going to go to bed early, pretend that she's asleep, trick Slappy where she keeps him in the closet, and she's going to wait for him to open those closet doors and see what nasty trick he pulls the next night. But she accidentally... A nasty, wasty tricksie. She accidentally actually falls asleep. Of course And then she, she wakes up to the sound of feet rustling and scraping. And, and me she, screaming. She turns on her light and cries out, and it's Jed. Jed, what are you doing? And he was like, Amy, you called me into your room in, in your sleep, I guess. And she's like, what? And she's like, I did no such thing. It's like, go back to sleep. Womp womp. So Amy tries to stay awake, and as she, that's enough, that was such a fake out. Amy hears the click of her closet door, and hears it creak open, and there's Slappy. And I want to talk, and she sees him walking. And I want to read this description of how he walks. Um, Even in the night blackness, I could see his large, rounded head. I watched his skinny arms dangle at his sides, the wooden hands bobbing as he moved. The heavy leather shoes slid over my heavy leather shoes slid over my carpet. The thin boneless legs nearly collapsed with each shuffling step. Like a scarecrow, I thought grip of horror. He walks like a scarecrow because he has no bones. No bones at all. No bones at all. Up and down his whole body bobbed as he crept away. I waited until he slithered and scraped out the door and into the hall. I gave this a lot of thought because I'm like, scarecrows don't walk. So what is a walking scarecrow? The scarecrow walks like? at midnight. I know that. I just love the, I don't know either, but I love the idea of him bobbing like. Yes, like, and his boneless legs kind of hopping around. Woo! So she follows him book. all the way to Sarah's room. And she follows him to school one day, which was against the rules. And she realizes as she followed him that she hasn't even t- taken a breath. So she lets out a long whoosh of air. <laughs> and she follows him into Sarah's room and... Um, he turns around and she's like, oh, he sees me. And she ducks into the bathroom and then, and then she pops back into Sarah's room. And at that point, um, she sees that Slappy has a paintbrush and is standing on top of Sarah's paint table about to paint all over Sarah's like next painting or whatever. And she lunges toward him. masterpiece. And she lunges toward him, grabs the brush out of his one, one hand. And then Sarah screams and turns the light on and sees Amy 
with Slappy in her arms and the paintbrush and screams, Mom, Dad, hurry, she's in here again. And Amy's like, did you see Slappy? Slappy was moving. It was was Slappy. You saw it, right? Do you guys think her family believes her? So this book has the most of any Goosebumps book, I feel like. The thing with the parents not believing what's going on. 100%. And and it it goes into like after school special how much they don't believe her. And they decide to set up an appointment with a therapist named Dr. Palmer with her on Wednesday. Wow, here we go. Here we go. And at school, Amy doesn't feel like telling Margot what's wrong. She's like so upset. And Margot keeps pressing her about like doing another show with Slappy. and, and, And Amy's like, yeah, I don't think so, Margot. So this is a Monday, and she has that appointment with Dr. Palmer on Wednesday. So Amy decides she has two days, two nights, to convince her family that she's not crazy. So she doesn't have to see Dr. Palmer, Teresa Palmer. And she's like, all right, maybe, you know what? Betsy Palmer. Maybe maybe I should just get rid of Slappy, in fact. So she walks towards her closet door, but the door, uh, on her walk towards the door, the door opens by itself, and Slappy walks out and says, Amy, it's time you and I had a little talk. (laughs) And he says, Amy... You are now my slave. You read the ancient words that bring me to life. And now, now you, you will serve, serve me. You will do everything I ask. So again, we're introduced, that was introduced in Night of the Living Dummy, the original, um, this idea of Slappy or a dummy having slaves. And she, he grabs her wrist really hard. Ow. And Ow, says, my wrist. She said, let go of me. Let go of me, please. Please. Ow, and me. she said, and, um... And he says, um, if, if you don't do what I say, I'll destroy your sister's mural. <sighs> and she's and he says, who cares? You've already done that. She, and he Inner says, mural. He says, I'll keep on destroying things. Maybe I'll start wrecking your brother's things, too. And you'll be blamed, Amy. You'll be blamed for it all. Your parents are already worried about you, aren't they, Amy? Your parents always think you're crazy. What do you think they'll do when you start wrecking everything in the house? What do you think they'll do to you, Amy? They'll send you away. <laughs> That's what your parents will do. They'll send you away. They'll ne- you'll never see them again. Except, except on, on visiting days. <laughs> And she, so ridiculous. I love that she does this because you think it's just a dummy, right? Like, yeah. can't you just pick him and throw him? Yeah. Pick him up and throw him. So she, he she, has his, you know, he's gripping her arm. So she takes her arm and just decides to swing it really hard. And we follow, she's like, she keeps saying stuff like, I can take him. I can, I can fight a dummy and make it. I can beat a dummy. And so she throws him off balance, flips him over her head, and starts banging his head hard against the ground. Yeah. Pins him down, but he scrambles away from her, and then punches her in the forehead? Yeah. And then she passes. So she and not- then she passes out. <laughs> this is so violent. <laughs> Do you remember Nine Living Dummy, the original? Remember Mr. Wood choking the dog? Oh, yeah. Anyway, everything turns red, and she crumples to the floor. Crumples stilt skin. And she comes, you know, she comes out of her, like, coma, and pins his chest down with her knee and his hands down on the ground, and she gets up on her feet and tries to, like, I don't know, like, take him somewhere, and, um... He, like, kicks her, and she grabs his legs. Violence. And starts swinging him upside down and, like, banging him on the floor again with, like, it's craziness. And she manages to, like, to, to get him into the closet and slams the door before he could, like, dive out. And he starts screaming and, and she's ba- bloodied and bruised. She starts banging on the door, and the door starts to give. And at this point, I'm like, why doesn't he just try the doorknob? But then I, we learn later that there's some weird lock with the, the, the closet. Anyway. Yeah. And... He's, and she's like, I need help. He's going to, like, break through this door. So she runs to Sarah's room and says, I need help. I need help. Slappy's done it. He really did it. And Sarah says, I know. And Sarah says, I saw Slappy destroy, trying to destroy the painting, but I didn't want to believe it, so I just blamed you instead. I'm so sorry. Isn't that so ridiculous where it's like, and this is that reconciliation moment, right? Well, almost. She says, I, you, I, I'm so sorry. I wanted you to get in trouble because I was, I was jealous of you. And she's like, jealous of you. She's like, yeah. And she's like, Je- you're jealous of me? And Sarah's like, yeah, I am. Yeah, everything is easy for you. You're so relaxed. Everyone likes your sense of humor. It's not like that for me. I have to paint to impress people. And they cry and hug? That'll never happen again in another Goosebumps book. This is the only one where that happens. And then they laugh. And then she's like, everything's fine. So they run down to Amy's room. I just think it's so ridiculous that she knew Slappy was real, but like just didn't say or do anything about it because she was so butthurt about the painting stuff. And, and when they run, I know. And when they run into Amy's room, they see Slappy kick the door open. And he says, guess what? slaves slappy wins (laughs) 
And Amy tries to, like, grab him and dives for him, but misses and grabs his ankle. But then he managed to get out of her, her grasp. And then he runs into Sarah. And then and then as she's trying to help. And then, and then Amy grabs his arms and pins him behind his back. And Sarah ties his legs in a knot. And Amy times ties his arms in a War, knot. Violence. As his wooden jaws are clicking. And his eyes i'm ta i'm grabbing matthew's leg and tapping him because i'm so excited about this part his eyes roll up so you only see the whites of his eyes yes and he screams put me down slaves put me down at once and amy slips tissues in his mouth this is so frightening and viscera and they take him outside take take him outside take take him outside by the way this all happens at night and it's after 11 o'clock and they're like what if mom and dad here it's thine. And so they're like, so they take him down the street and, and throw, they him, throw him into a sewer, sewer drain. Whoo! They're good. We finally got rid of Slappy. But then the next morning at breakfast, Sarah and Amy walk down together and there they see smelly old, dirty old Slappy sitting at the breakfast table. Didn't a very similar thing happen to Night Living Dummy? Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yep. And mom, the mom's like, why is that dummy down here? I saw him sitting here this morning. And they're like, why is he so dirty? Oh, uh, no. And um, she says, you'll have to clean him up later. It looks like he's been wallowing in the mud. And um, uh, Amy's like, I I'll take him upstairs. Just and Sarah's like, yeah, I'll come with you. And Mom's like, what for? Sit down, Sarah. Eat your breakfast. You're going to be late. And as Amy's taking him upstairs, or no, not upstairs, down the hall. As Amy's taking him down the hall. Yeah, this is a ranch-style house. <laughs> Slappy whispers in her ear, Good morning, slave. Good morning, Did, slave. You sleep Did you well? sleep well? <laughs> and then she locks him in the closet. I think it's so weird that her closet has a lock on it. It is weird. So it's like, it's locked so like, if you're in the closet, you can't get out. I don't know. I don't know either. And she hears him laughing in the closet. So that night, um, Amy wakes up to Are you guys ready for some weird shit to go down? Um, Amy wakes up to a clicking sound and Slappy has opened the closet up door. Up on the rooftop, click, click, click. Which is odd because she's just locked the closet. But he opens the closet door and she watches as he walks out of her room. She follows him down to Sarah's room as Slappy, you know, picks up a paintbrush to ruin another mural. Yep. And as um, he does that, another small figure leaps out of the darkness. And the lights turn on and it's Dennis. And Dennis the dummy says, stand back! And In a high, shrill voice. And he rams into Slappy. Oof! And Slappy hits his head on Sarah's iron bedpost. And Slappy's head cracks open into two pieces that fall to the floor and his body collapses in a heap. And then Dennis runs past Amy into the hall. And here's the the most fucked up part about all of this. I know, I From can't believe From his cracked two head pieces, an enormous white worm crawls out of one of the pieces and the fat worm slithers and curls to the wall and vanishes into a crack in the molding. Terrifying. And then, then the closet door in Sarah's room swings open. The mom and dad come out and say, we saw the whole thing. We believe you. We believe you now. What? And Amy's like, it all worked out. See, I can, earlier that day, I convinced mom and dad to hide in the closet. They were so creeped out that they said they would do anything to help. And Amy's like, I left the closet door unlocked to make it easy for Slappy to get out. And then Jed came in dressed as Dennis and would burst out. He would shock Slappy and that would give him, them a chance, you know, to grab Slappy. And they're like, and everyone's oh. like, oh, great. Oh, okay. Slappy was real. Wait a second. Where's Jed? Jed, you did such Where's, a great job. You did such a great job, Jed. So they go down to Jed's room and they find him in bed asleep. And they're like, what? He's like, what time is it? And they're like, it's 11. What? What do you mean you're asleep? And he, he's, oh no, I'm so sorry. I forgot to wake up. I forgot I was supposed to dress like Dennis. And they're like, if you didn't do it, who did? <laughs> so let's read the the begin, the first paragraph, the last paragraph of this book. Let's do it. My name is Amy Kramer. And every Thursday night, I feel a little dumb. That's because Thursday is family sharing night at my house. I felt a shiver run down my back. I turned to my parents. Then who fought Slappy, I asked. Who fought Slappy? <laughs> I gave this book a B. And I stand by my B. That's good. That's real. It's nice. a good, like, B horror movie. It's so good. Um, I would like to point out that that book came out in May 1995. 
Okay. And that the TV episode for Night of Living Dummy 2 aired on January 12th, 1996. That's a pretty fast turnaround. Not too far after that. It was season one, episode 10. Mm-hmm. And this episode feels full to me. It feels like a long 30 it minutes. It does. It does feel, it's, you know, it's 22 minutes, but yes. it does, it does, it does feel really long and full. And for the most part, they do a pretty good job. There's some stuff too. that's, that's different from, let's talk about some of the differences. Um, yes, just, Jed is like a, it starts off at family sharing night. And instead of Jed being uh, uh, like just like a goofball redhead, a blanket prankster, he's an all black wearing, always wearing sunglasses, even at night and indoors, like amateur filmmaker or like director or something. Yeah. And so like it opens up with, it's so embarrassing, but like Jed has been taking the camera and filming people do secret things like mom eating ice cream or like Amy trying on Sarah's sweater or Sarah putting on sexy makeup and ki- making kissy faces in the mirror or dad putting on his toupee. It's so embarrassing. So that's what Jed is sharing at family sharing night. And a couple things I want to point out about family sharing night. Every time family sharing night happens, which is a lot in the episode, it's the middle of the day. It's bright outside. And and you hear birds chirping. It confused the fuck out of me. And something else I want to point out is when we see Sarah doing kissy faces and putting on makeup in the mirror, I noticed that that mirror in that bathroom is the same set. It's dressed and and lit differently as Go Eat Worms and Stay Out of the Basement. Oh, okay. It's the same mirror and same sink. And same I'd also door. like to point out that Mrs. Kramer, the mom, doesn't wear clothes that normal real human beings wear. Only clothes that people on TV playing um, stereotypical busy moms wear. With pearls over her turtlenecks. Yes. Ridiculous. That is right. Um, I also want to point out that while um, Jed is showing the uh, the footage, there's a... Ding, 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 there's ding. like There's a goosebump, like a hip-hop goosebumps theme playing. And it's I'll pretty, put it in. It's pretty cool. This week, I thought it would be nice to show a movie I made all about us. There's mom sticking to her diet again. And dad's getting his hair just right. Here's how come Sarah hogs the bathroom so much. The music of this whole episode is so unbelievably good. Yes, that's what's really consistent, especially with season one of Goosebumps, is the score and the soundtrack. It's it's top notch, and you really you're gonna get your bang for your buck when you're watching. This, this episode, episode is filled with like twirling, tinkling woodwinds and strings, like and these bangs and clunks and, and tuba stabs and in, in music that I can't I can't I don't know how they made this music. It's nice to meet you, Sloppy. Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Family sharing night. Um, uh, There's Dennis, and she goes to do her Dennis routine, Amy's Dennis routine, and the head falls off. And pretty quickly, she's like, Dad, you're supposed to get me a new Demi! And like, kind of freaks out about it. It's so embarrassing! And so the dad's like... Well, maybe I did get you one. Check behind the couch. So Amy drags this huge carton that says Slappy on the inside of it, and she takes him out. And here's... Here's Slappy. Here's Slappy. So this is is how the TV show has decided to, you know, present him. I wonder... I wonder why. I don't know. Maybe the the book and the version is too scary. Because this version is remarkably less scary to me. He has red hair. Crayon red hair. Crayon red hair. And it's like, you know, it's molded and, you know, it's not painted on his head. He has big green eyes and kind of like puffy features. And big old white teeth. And his eyes move side to side and they blink. And his jaw moves up and down and it clinks. And he's not wearing a gray suit. He's wearing a black suit. Yeah. And he has a red bow tie. And when he speaks, he talks like a... Hey, a little uh, gangster. Yeah, yeah, he has this kind of little gangster voice. 
Yeah. I'll be a sleigh. You'll and, be my sleigh. And so, and the stuff, and so, you know, Amy takes out the yellow There's piece. There's no chip on his lip either. Amy takes out the yellow piece of paper. And I was, uh, I was passing the second hand store near my office. There he was, just sitting in the window. Oh, wow, he's great. Slappy? Daddy, thank you. her routine except the insults this time are like hey you're such a booger brain you're by Larry you buried a chicken to get an eggplant or like what else does he say he's like you are a freight elevator you're like you, you asked for something in your size you asked you if I have anything in your size and you said try the freight elevator so what did you think of dad's song that was your dad? Well, what a relief. I thought the cat got stuck in the dishwasher. Amy, <laughs> that's not very nice. Sloppy. And how about that mother of yours? She went to a store and asked the clerk if he had anything her size, and he told her to try the freight elevator. <laughs> but it's not me, it's him. All right, the dummy made me do it. I wouldn't laugh. You're such a booger brain. You tried to grow an eggplant by burying a chicken. Hey, cut it out. Yeah, cut it out. You call yourself an artist? Why don't you give up brushes and try using a roller? Is this supposed to be funny? No, I can't stop him. He's like, I'm not doing it. Help. And they're like, Amy, that wasn't very nice. And so she, and so in this in this episode, um, uh, it stays fairly true to the book, minus the party house stuff. Instead of the party house, what we have is... Well, let's talk about the paint first, because the paint, painting happens first. Okay. Um, they're... That night, Amy puts um, Slappy, sits him down next to Dennis, and and at one point, when she's getting to bed, she hears a clunk, and Dennis has fallen off like the chair where they're that they are share that she, that he and Slappy are sharing, and you know the implication is that Slappy has pushed him, and I love this moment because you know stupid old Dennis is on the ground. Amy picks him up, and it's like, oh god, Dennis, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh Dennis, yeah. She picks him up like typical Dennis, sit yeah. down. So many shots of this episode end with like a zoom in on Slappy's face and either he like his eyes slightly move or his like eyebrows tilt Tons down. Tons of them. Endless shots of that. It happens at least five times. There's also a shot of a long skinny dick that's dripping. I, my, wrote, my note said a long skinny dripping dog dick. <laughs> and it's a tiny little paintbrush but it's held, a long paintbrush and it's just held in front of the camera and drips. And, and dangles it looks, like a dark old dick. And um... We see that he has, we wake up the next morning, Sarah screams, and he has painted, like, stick people on top of her paint. Yeah, so this time, you know, it's a painting of this ranch-style house or whatever, and it's just kind of like red stick figures of the family. It's nothing too, like... It's nothing too bad, but, you know, and Amy's like, it was slap, and Amy, Amy's like, I didn't do it. They're like, of course you didn't. She sees that there's paint on Slappy's hands. Huh? What? Red paint? So later, um, Amy is making um, posters for the Save the Rainforest dance, and they're kind of talking. It's it's Margot and and Amy. Margot is not at all like she's described in the book. No, Mar- Margot's a strong a uh, strong black woman, and um, I mean like you know strong black twelve year old or whatever. And they're talking about like um, Asking. guys. They're going to ask the dance, and Alicia is Margot's little sister. So we've transferred Alicia from the little girl whose birthday party is now. It's like Margot's little sister, and Alicia is there too. And Alicia goes into the closet. And pulls out her dolls. I found them. And then and, Amy's and, like, whatever, Alicia, you can play with my dolls, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Alicia finds the trunk where Slappy's in. And and she pulls out Slappy and she said, he said he couldn't breathe. And Amy freaks out. It's like, don't touch him. Like, get away from him. Put him down. And Margaret's like, he's not going to hurt her. She's not going to hurt him. Like, chill out. And this is the part where Slappy now squeezes Alicia's, Alicia's finger and Alicia screams, says, make him stop. Make, make him, him stop. stop. And Margo's like, let him go, like, let go of his hand, let go of her hand. And Amy's like, I'm not doing it. She says, it's your dummy. And Amy's mom runs in, is like, what's going on? And Amy, Alicia and Margo storms out. And Margo has this a- amazing line that I say every day of my I life. I say it all the time. And she's like, I never want to see you again. Not, not ever. ever. Hi, Slappy. My name's Alicia. Alicia, don't touch that. She won't hurt it. 
Forget about Shane. He thinks you got a face like a can of worms. Amy! Stop it. I didn't say it. He did. He's funny. is that those the markers that they're using for the rain the say the rainforest dance amy has borrowed from her sister sarah and sarah storms in and is like stop you can't put them you can't try my sweaters and you can't like steal my markers she's like, i'm not stealing them and she said stay out of my room and amy goes stay, stay out, out of my, my life, life. Oh, it's so sorry, great real. it's such a good fight so it's you know building up this this resentment of amy as the middle child doing everything wrong and, um, you know, things keep happening with Slappy, and I, the actress says, this can't be happening. <laughs> this can't be happening. Like, he can't be real. And so the family eventually is like, we've got to do something. Something's wrong with Slappy. It's something's obviously not wrong with Slappy. It's wrong with you. You need to see a doctor. And... Sarah's like, you need to see, yeah, total head shrinker. And they're like, oh. Then that, that next night, Amy's like grounded or something. And she wakes up to Slappy walking down the hallway and into the living room where the mom and dad are like sleeping, watching TV. Yeah, so like this, this like not old couple is just like dead asleep in front of a staticky, snowy TV. And Slappy takes the dad's guitar, lifts it over his head and is going to smash it down on Amy's parents. Amy sees it. So Amy tackles Slappy, breaks the guitar, but lands on top of the guitar. And so the parents just wake up right then and they're like, oh, Amy, how could you and they're devastated that she's ruined the dad's guitar and she's like but he slappy was gonna attack you with the guitar and they're like yeah right you crazy bitch and so amy decides to throw slappy down the sewer drain the next day and Mar runs into margo and margo won't even speak to her and at breakfast um with the family the mom and dad are like you know so clearly something's going on. We want you to tell us what you how you think we should handle this. And Amy's like, I'm telling you the truth. It's not me. It's Slappy. And um, later that day, that it's uh, what is it? Sarah and Amy are just at home alone. Yeah, I don't know where the parents are. I think they're they're out or something. And and Sarah's like, listen, you can tell me like, what's the deal? Like yeah. what's going on? And Amy's like, I know you don't believe me, but like it's real. Slappy's real. And he's been, you know, he's been doing all the horrible things. And and Amy's like, or Amy walks off and Sarah says to her, all right, fine, but can you tell Jed to wipe his dirty feet? And camera pans down. We see that Sarah's been cleaning the kitchen floor and that there are cartoonish footprints, like clown white footprints that have trudged, <laughs> quote, mud through the, the house. And we've realized this white gray mud monster mud. That Slappy has, um, you know, Crawled, crawled out of the sewer drain. Amy goes to her room. Slappy confronts her there. And they have a big fight about being a slave. And basically have this big old... And immediately all the lights in the house turn out. I don't know how it happens. I don't know if it's like some kind of Slappy evil power. But it's it's dark in the house. Sarah sees that Slappy is real. And so Sarah and Amy still run to the bathroom, lock themselves in the bathroom, and kind of have their reconciliation hugging moment. It's like, I believe you now. See? I told you. And there's, like, a chase with Slappy through the house, and they end up running downstairs, and Slappy's, like, hiding on top of the fan, like, the ceiling fan, or is it, or is, it's not a ceiling fan, is it a, I think it's a, a, a chandelier? I don't know. He's hiding in, uh, from, on the ceiling or something, and, um, jumps down, and is gonna, and like, and, and, like, jumps on top of Amy, and is gonna, like, I don't know, kill her or something? Yeah, but then... Right as he's about to, like, I don't know, smash her or, like, attack her, I, um, a figure jumps jumps towards Slappy and knocks Slappy over. And his head hits, like, the fireplace. And this, in the TV episode, instead of a fat worm crawling out, it's kind of a 
cool, beautiful shot of this head smashing. Just like cartoon green gas comes shooting out of Slappy and like yes. spreads throughout the air. Which is what I remembered, actually. I remember, I were, I've seen this television episode more than I've read the book, so when I go back to reread the book, I was surprised it was a fat white worm. I forgot about that. It wasn't just green mist poking out. And just at that moment, the parents walk in. They've come from a night out or something. And, and they're like, like, why are the lights off? What happened? And they're like, Jed saved the day. Slappy's real. I saw him. Sarah's like, I saw him. He's real. And they're like, it's, it, it was Jed. Jed's like, what did I do? Jed he, comes out with his sunglasses on top of his head late at night wearing a black turtleneck. He's like, what did I do? They're like, wait, that wasn't Jed. And then the camera looks, pans over and it's, it's, it's Dennis, Dennis doing a goofy voice. And literally he, a goofy voice. And he's just like, oh, I'm happy part of the family again. It's a great episode. I love it. I love this book. I love this episode. It's it, Even though I only gave it a B, this is like one of the really, really good ones and quintessential. Uh, I can't wait for Night of Living Dummy 3. We don't have to wait that long. I know we don't. Yeah, I know. Pretty soon. Um, Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Yeah. If um, you want to email us anything or comment about stuff or ask us any questions, we love checking the email account. Welcome, yeah. Welcome, welcome to, to deadcast, deadcast at gmail.com. Write us a review on iTunes. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. If you want to tweet at us, my Twitter, uh, this is Matthew, my Twitter is irobotujane. And Daniel's is Danny Mac seven six nine. That's also his Instagram, like we said earlier. And, and again, my Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. I'm we gonna, pretty much will always respond on there if it's Goosebumps related because that's all I want to talk about. That's all I want to talk about. Yeah. Well, up next, you got the barking ghost. Woo, Let's, woo, go. Woo. Let's go. Let's go. Again, ready. the thirties here in the Goosebumps. We're hitting our stride here, and we got an, a lot of really great books coming up. So thank you for joining us, and please join us next time <laughs> if, if you, you dare. dare. <laughs> it's good to be back to